Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, the final episode in the series we're doing called Developing the Leaders Around You. And uh, this is all about being intentional. Great leaders are not just going to spring up and happen. It's going to take some intentionality on your part. Just as Jesus chose 12, invested in them because he knew the key to reaching many is to impact the right few. That's what this series has been all about. So five part practical plan. Here's the final part. And it's a little bit different because I've simply entitled it, just do it. Just do it. Just like the Nike slogan said, we can talk till the cows come home, you can train forever, but at some point you just got to pull the trigger and begin investing in others. So I remember in the, the early days of leading a church, struggling with my own leadership and not feeling like I had anything to offer other leaders. How can I go ahead and train other leaders when I don't even feel like I'm leading very well? So I was hiding behind insecurity, hiding behind an introvert personality type, but the bottom line was that was holding me back from developing others. And now that I've started ministering in other churches and uh, and working together with other leadership teams, I've begun to realize I was not alone. In fact, Many of of the people that I visit and I visit their churches and they are great leaders, but they don't see themselves as great leaders. And so they're not trying to train others. My point is this. If you are busy leading something right now, then remember what uh, the first commission that God gave to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. And we should be multiplying ourselves, not just as disciples, followers of Jesus, but as leaders as well. We've got to trust the anointing and just go for it. So, Three things, three practical pieces of advice that I want to try and leave you with at the end of this series. Number one, I've said uh, hearts and handles. What I mean by that, to effectively train leaders, we have to deal with both heart and handles. There's a great scripture in Psalm 78 verses 72. It said, and David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands, he led them. What made David such an amazing leader was that combination, integrity of heart and skillful hands. Now, what I've noticed is many times we can be so focused on the leadership skills, the handles, uh, building a team. Uh, We can talk about casting vision. We can talk about all of these practical aspects of leadership. And yet, as I've traveled once again into different churches and been involved in their leadership teams and often in leadership struggles or church divisions and problems, guess what we find? It's not the skills. It's not even theological logical issues that end up splitting teams. It's heart issues. And it's not even deep, mature things. It's the immaturities. It's resentment, unforgiveness, bitterness, insecurity, pride. These are the things that end up tripping up leaders on their journey. So my point is this. Don't be intimidated or feel, how can I be talking about these basics to mature leaders? No, no. Talk about them because these are the key things. Integrity of heart and skillful hands. We've got to get that balance right. Second thing is, uh, I love this one, is, is I call it the leadership question. Probably the, uh, one of the most powerful adjustments that I made or have been trying to make in my leadership over the years is simply learning to ask the leadership question. It's natural. Here's what it it's very natural for leaders. Normally, leaders are front-footed. They action people. They want things to happen quickly. And so what happens is leaders can very quickly make all the decisions. Someone comes to you, asks you a question, you make a decision, off you go, keep the ball rolling. That might be effective in terms of getting things done, but it's going to result in you developing a team of followers rather than raising up and training a team of leaders. So what is the big leadership question? It's big and it's profound, and it's simply this. What do you think? Now, I know that sounds silly, but what this is going to do, if you could train yourself as a leader to stop, 
before you make a decision, someone comes to you with a problem, comes to you for advice, and your instinct is to solve the problem, answer the question, and you teach yourself, stop. What do you think? If you do that, some powerful things happen. Number one, it will get them thinking like a leader. Instead of just thinking like a follower, I go to my leader for an answer. No, it gets them to start thinking like a leader. Secondly, it'll give you insight into their level of thinking and leadership. Because now you're starting to discover what's actually going on on the inside. And you may be amazed or you may be shocked, but it's going to give you an insight into their current thinking. Thirdly, it'll give you a leadership moment as you discuss their answer. Because now they've told you what you think and you can say, but what about this? Have you considered this? And it becomes a moment in which you can disciple them through coming to a good solution. And then fourthly, it'll produce more responsibility and ownership in them because it's now their idea. And that's the big win. Now they walk away thinking, yo, I made the decision, which means they are going to carry responsibility and ownership a lot more than if you just made the decision and given it to them. So this I call the leadership question. And here's a, a beautiful kind of example. It's pretty similar to this. Jesus uh, was surrounded by people, more than 5,000, and they were hungry. And uh, his disciples actually came to him and said, Oh, Jesus, we can't send them away. They need food. And, and listen to what it says in John chapter 6 and verse 5. It says, When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Don't you love that? Jesus already knew this is what we're going to do. But before I just give him the answer... Let me ask him, Philip, what do you think we should do? And I love that. And that, if we could learn this one little trick, leadership technique, the result is instead of building a team of followers, you start training a team of leaders. The goal as a leader is to make as few decisions as possible. The less decisions you make, the better leaders you make. And then lastly, let me finish with this one. Practical advice number three, release them to lead. Remember the quote, I used it uh, in the previous episode, the only way to know if you can trust someone is to trust them. The problem is if you can, if you train and train and train and train without releasing people to lead, eventually it builds up a frustration inside of your leaders. In Matthew chapter 10 verses 5 to 8, it says, These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or into any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim the message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. I love that. Jesus seemed to be quite comfortable with dropping his disciples into the proverbial deep end. Just off you go. You can do it. And I'm sure many of them in the beginning were like, whoa, Jesus, I I don't know if we're ready for this. And many of them weren't ready for it, but he sent them anyway. And it's this practical experience of stepping in into the deep end. That's where most of the growth takes place. Don't spend forever training and not releasing. Get them leading as soon as possible. Overtrained and under-released leaders become frustrated. Drop them in the deep end and get them to trust the Lord. So I hope that helps. I want to ask you this question as we wrap up this series. What is holding you back? Is there something holding you back from intentionally developing in the leaders around you? Because if there is, don't get to the next leadership book. Don't start the next leadership series. Rather, first find out what is holding you back from intentionally raising and developing the leaders around you. Because that is going to bring the breakthrough that you're looking for. Hope this series has helped. Can't wait to join you next week with a brand new series. Looking forward to it. And until then, bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.